0: it's that time of year again the wickle's top 100 is out and there are a few surprises the famous boy wizard harry potter has taken a hit for one joining us today to talk about the list and what it might reveal about kiwi's changing tastes is wickle's book manager joan mckenzie hi joan hi jesse
1: how are you
0: good thank you what's the headline today what's uh, what's everyone talking about
1: well, the book that came in, it or well, series actually, which came in at number one today, is by a woman called Lucinda Riley. And she's written a series of what was seven books but became eight, which were based on the seven sisters of the constellation, the Pleiades. And as those books have progressively been published, readers have got more and more and more excited until she finished the seventh book for the seven daughters, and then announced that she was going to do an eighth book, which was going to tell the story of their enigmatic father. And our readers just went absolutely nuts for it. And it happened to be published just before we opened voting for this 2023 list. And I think a lot of people read that book really quickly because they'd been waiting so long. And it was top of mind and they voted for it. So Lucinda Riley has taken out top spot.
0: Yeah, not necessarily a household name, although obviously a, a household name for book lovers.
1: For book lovers, yeah, I think you'd be surprised. I myself have been surprised at the extraordinary number of people who put their names down for this book months ahead of it becoming available. Uh, and we've just watched the enthusiasm amongst people that we know who read them. So yeah. yeah, great series.
0: And this is meant to be a sort of an all-time list, but people can't help voting for the books that they've read most recently. I guess.
1: Uh, yeah, that's right. And you, we see every year that if there's been a movie, for instance, of a book which has been terrifically successful, then very often that book will appear on the list. Which is what happened with uh, Where the Crawdads Sing last year. Um, there's a book on the list called uh, All the Light. We Cannot See, which is one of my favorite books of all time. Well, that's coming to Netflix later in the year, and I'd be very surprised if it isn't high on the list (laughs) this year. So there are influences like that that come to play, but a lot of it is just really good old solid classic stuff that turns up year after year that people still love.
0: I presume that eighth book in the series will be Lucinda, will be the last, um, because I see with sadness that Lucinda Riley died a couple of years ago.
1: Sadly, she did. She died uh, last year, uh, and wasn't here to see the extraordinary global success of that mm. eighth book in her series. Yeah, really sad. She was a great loss. Uh,
0: looking through the rest of the top ten, what strikes you? What's who else is featuring?
1: Taylor Jenkins Reid is there. She's on number three with *The Seven Husbands of Evil and Hugo*. And what I really love about her books is that she writes really well about women's ambition. Um, this is another of those. She's done others in a similar style, and they're terrifically popular, as you can see at number three. The fourth book, though, has come kind of from a standing start. It's called Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus, and it published last year, and a lot of us read it and absolutely loved it. But it's one of those books where word of mouth has completely taken over, and it's kind of become the book of the moment. So to see it voted in all the way to number four, you know, it's like those old music charts when they say (laughs)
0: something
1: appears at a particular ranking with a bullet. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's what Bonnie Garmus has done with Lessons in Chemistry, which is a terrific story.
0: How do you assemble this list?
1: Um, Every year we go out and we invite readers to tell us what their three favourite books are. We do that for about a month and then we collate all the results, which takes a bit of time because... Not everybody necessarily spells the title right or misses out a word, so we've got mm-hmm. to go through a lot of work to make sure that we capture every single vote for every correct book. And then we assemble them in order from one to a hundred, or not, actually one to many thousands given the number of votes we get, but we take the top 100 and that's the list.
0: Tempted to um, put all the books from a series in just one place?
1: We do tend to do that because we think it's easier for people. So the second book or the second series on this list is by someone called Sarah J Maas who writes really popular fantasy. Her series is called A Court of Thorns and Roses and we put all those books together because it just makes more sense.
0: Okay, and inevitably J.K. Rowling is there with Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. That's number 10, I think.
1: Yes, it is. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. In Uh, all of the years that we've had this list, I have to say, uh, Harry has never before been uh, lower than about number two. So mm -hmm. coming in at number 10 just shows you changing times.
0: Yeah. What part is social media playing in your voting process?
1: Um, Last year, we noticed an enormous upsurge in interest coming from TikTok. The TikTok platform... um, has something called Book Talk, which is people who enthuse and share about their books. Now that grew up during COVID, and it was all about forming an emotional connection with the books that you're reading and explaining that emotional connection to your friends and to other people. And I think coming out of COVID, when everybody was really looking for an escape for, for some kind of escapism, which I think a lot of that was about. We've also had. Significant other things happened since then, like major weather events. And I think a lot of people are still looking for escapism. And so that TikTok influence is still very much at the fore. And a lot of the books on this list, I think, have come because so many people found them on TikTok.
0: How did New Zealand authors do this year?
1: Oh, they did well. We've got 12, I think, 12 Kiwi authors on the list, so 12%, which we'd always like to see more, um, but we we take what we're given in the votes, and that's what we've come up with. Um, Really pleased to see Ruby Chewie made it with her memoir. Um, Eleanor Catton, of course, who won the Booker some years ago with her new amazing book, Burnham Wood, she's made the list. Uh, Did you read Why by Monty Souza?
0: No, I've had so many people, or not so many people, but I've had a couple of people review it on my show and everyone who touches it won't stop raving about it.
1: Yeah, it's extraordinary. And there's two more coming in that series. It's a trilogy. Yeah. So I'm just hanging out for the next one. Um, Catherine Chidgey made the list with the Axemans Carnival, which, of course, was the winner at the Occam's mm. earlier this year. Uh, Emily Wright, you know Emily Wright? Yes. Uh, her book Needs Adult Supervision is on there.
0: Oh, Fantastic.
1: Yeah, so there's a really nice collection.
0: John, could you leave us with a recommend?
1: Oh my goodness, well, you know, it's entirely subjective, but if I were talking to my friends, I would say go straight to number 39, which is Barbara Kingsolver's book called Demon Copperhead, which is based on Charles Dickens's book, David Copperfield, but she's translated it to the Appalachians in the middle of the opioid crisis. Wow. And it is... Simply one of the best books I've read in years.
0: Gosh, just just came out.
1: Uh, came out towards the end of last year.
0: Did it okay? And
1: and, and actually earlier this year, it was the co-winner of the uh, Pulitzer Prize for Fiction.
0: Huh, great. Recommend that's Demon Copperhead. Barbara Kingsolver. Nice to talk to you. Well done. Thanks for uh, thanks for your time today.